this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. From around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Sixty Three Audio presents Jake Dimes, Range Detective, a tale of the old west by Pete Lutz, starring the Narada Radio Company. Tonight, Chapter 5, Hogtie. Our story so far, Range Detective Jake Dimes, calling himself Jake Dawson while he investigates a series of payroll robberies involving the D-Bar D-Ranch in Arizona, has learned that his best friend, Briar Buck, was gravely injured in an ambush by two cowboys. Jake and the sheriff of Prickly Pear, Bert Conroy, don't know how many men did it, but they have come up with a theory that whoever ambushed Buck must also be the payroll robbers, and that Buck must have discovered something about them. For the past couple of days since returning from the sickbed of Briar Buck, Jake has been keeping his eyes peeled for any sign that one or more of his fellow cowpunchers took it upon himself to ambush his friend. He hasn't noticed anything unusual so far but he has come up with a short list of suspects. Well, I hate to say it, but the range boss, Birch Hakim, seems apt to be one of them varmints. Something about that hombre rubs me the wrong way. Now, I just need to find out. Was he on the grounds the other night, or was he off? And if and he was off, was he busy shooting up my compadre? Dawson. Uh-oh. Speak of the devil. I heard the sheriff came and took you off the other night. That's right. And Mr. Greenslade took you back? Why not? <laughs> well, I wouldn't think the boss would want no jailbirds working for him. No? What story did you tell him to get your job? <gasps> Shut your trap, Dawson. Get that damn mare urine and hit the trail. You got patrol duty. A double shift. You wouldn't be funning me, would you, Hickam? A double shift is 16 hours in the saddle. Well, we're a little short-handed tonight, Dawson. The guy who'd normally relieve you, Brax, has gone into town with some friends to celebrate. Yeah? Celebrate what? The fact that you're taking his patrol duty. Ha ha ha. You're a pretty funny hombre, Hickam. Mr. Greenslate know about this little celebration? Greenslate ain't gotta know, Dawson. I'm range boss, and I'm in charge of the patrol watch bill. Now get on out of here and saddle up. I'll just get me something to eat first. You can't keep me from doing that. The hell I... Well, well, go on then, but make it snappy. Sure about Dawson?
Dawson? Sure as I'll ever be. An hombre I know saw him jawboning with the sheriff in prickly pear a few days after he broke fireball. And it weren't no unfriendly confabulation, according to him. Then a couple of days ago, the sheriff comes and gets Dawson, saying he looks like somebody on a wanted poster. But does he stay in jail? He does not. So I'm thinking this Dawson is some kind of spy. Are you sure it ain't jealousy? On account of Miss <laughs> Greenslate's taking a shine to him? Shut your trap. She ain't done no such thing. Hickam, everybody knows it but you. Now you got him sitting 16 hours picket duty. And you think you're gonna get away with it? I'm gonna get away with it, Brax. On account of Mr. Jake Dawson is gonna disappear sometime. During those 16 hours he's supposed to be on picket duty. And ain't nobody gonna find him till after the next robbery. <laughs> now you go on into town so you got your alibi. And make sure you don't cross Dawson's path when you do. But you ain't told me the day of the next payroll yet. Oh, yeah, it's Tuesday. Day after tomorrow. Are you sure you're going to see your compadre from the D-Bar D at the saloon tonight? Pretty sure. We try to meet up every Sunday night. Just in case there's any news to pass along. Meet up? I'll say you meet up. You two get in a brawl every time you see each other. It ain't funny, Hickam. It's part of the plan. We gotta act like enemies or somebody will suspect something. The sheriff arrests us for brawling, and then we can talk in the cells. I know, but you always come back with a black eye or a sprained wrist or something. Well, it ain't gonna happen but one time more. On account of this will be the last payroll job we have to do, right? Right, right. Didn't I already say so? Hey, but wait a minute. Didn't you sneak off the other night to meet up with that hombre? What was that all about? Well, that weren't nothing but me being nervous. Shit. <laughs> he chewed me out plenty for it, too. Well, I can't say as I blame him none. Now go on and get. I'll wait till it gets good and dark, and then I'll look after Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Senorita Cris. Hello, Lupe. Uh, isn't it a beautiful night? It's so lovely and cool tonight, and the sunset was simply glorious. Si, senorita. Senor Jake, he asked me a little while ago to give these to you now. What? What is it? A note? Uh, from Jake, you say? Si, senorita Cris. Oh, how silly of me. It's so dark out here, I can't read it. Lupe, will you light the lantern? Si, senorita. Ah, that's better. Thank you, Lupe. Now, dear Chris, I don't know how to say this so that you will understand, but I am not the person you think I am. I am not a bad person, and I can't tell you everything, but I ask you now to trust me. 
Sooner or later, somebody is going to say I did a bad thing, and I may not be able to speak for myself, so I hope you will not believe him. I can tell you that there is a girl back home, and she is waiting for me. But even though I have known her all my life, and I have known you only a few days, I do not feel a very strong pull to go back to her. I am enclosing a letter she sent me last week. I have not opened it, and I ask you not to, unless you absolutely feel you must. Well, that's it. Please remember to trust your instincts about me, and not to believe the bad things that get said about me. With great affection, Jake D. With great affection? Lupe, did you hear that? Si, senorita. And here's the other letter from the girl. He's right. It's still sealed. And it smells of... Gardenias. Ha! That's why he was trying to get away from me in town. Why he fell into the horse trough. <laughs> but Lupe, what does he mean by it all? I don't know. Who on earth would say bad things about Jake? And who is this girl back home? I must know. But, wait. He asked me not to open this letter. Unless I absolutely felt I must. And do I? Yes! No, wait, no, not yet, no. Not yet. <sighs> Jake Dawson, who are you? And more importantly, where are you? Lupe, did Mr. Dawson say where he was going when he gave you this note? See, si, Senor Jake, he say he go on patrol. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I'll see him when he gets back in a few hours. Meantime, Lupe, I'm going inside. Will you douse that light before the bugs come around? See, si, Senorita Chris. Whew. I'd better find a hiding place for this letter. No, I'll never be able to keep myself from ripping it open. Lupe, here, take this and hide it, and don't tell me where it is until Jake comes back. Go on. It's all right. See, si. see, si, Senorita Chris. Hour five of my 16-hour penance? I must have covered every square inch of the ranch from here to Montana. Ugh! My saddle sores has got saddle sores. I gotta get down for a minute and stretch my legs. 
Hickam. I don't know if and he just likes me on principle, or if because he thinks that I wasn't around, he'd have a chance in hell of getting Chris to acknowledge his pitiful existence. Why not both? Whoa! Wh- what? Who? Keep your hand away from that sidearm, Dawson. I'm pointing this here Winchester at your belt buckle. That you, Hickam? Yep. Surprised? Nah. I knew you had some kind of trick up your sleeve, giving me this 16-hour duty. I figured you'd show your side wind and hide sooner or later. Sure, Dawson, or whatever your name is. You can say that now. Hickam, I not only suspected you, I heard you coming through the cattle. Why do you think I said them things about you? I was trying to bring you out into the open, and it worked. Uh-huh. So you don't really think Chris dislikes me? Of course she don't dislike you. She'd have to know you was even on this globe to dislike you, Hickam. Why, you... In fact, I'd go so far as to say that Chris Greenslate wouldn't even bother to piddle on you if you was on fire. You shut your damn trap. Now grab a hunk of sky, Dawson. Keep them mitts up. There we go. I've admired this revolver of yours for quite a while, Dawson. And now... That's enough talking for now, don't you think? Don't worry, I need you living for my plan to succeed. Now to get you tucked away nice and proper and bring you out at just the right time. Awake at last, hey? (coughs) You had a pretty good nap, Jake. (laughs) I had to carry you like a baby to get you inside this old shack and tie you up in that chair. (coughs) Yep, you was helpless as a little old baby. (laughs) And what are you going to do with me, hombre, now that you've got me trussed up? Wouldn't you like to know? Well, I'd like to tell you, Jake, but I got some other things to do right now. But don't worry, part. You'll find out soon enough. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that water. It's the last you'll get for a couple of days. Be seeing you, Jake. Ha ha ha. Damn you, Hickam. I figured you'd do something like this. Setting me up for a frame, eh? No use. That boy knows his knots. I'm bound tighter than any steer at a rodeo. Is he really planning on leaving me here with no food nor water till after the next robbery? Well, that's not until Tuesday. But look on the bright side, Jake. You'll probably be roasted to a crisp by Monday afternoon.
Is this the end for Jake Dimes? Will the searing Arizona sun bake our hero in that tumble-down shack before Hickam comes back to frame him for the payroll robbery? And what of Chris Greenslate? Will she honor Jake's request to trust him? And will she be able to resist begging the servant girl Lupe to reveal where she's hidden the letter from Marigold Pinkelson? And what about Briar Buck? Are his wounds healing or is he getting worse? To find out what happens next, tune into Chapter 6 of Jake Dimes, Range Detective, coming soon. Chapter 5, Hogtide, was written, produced, and directed by Pete Lutz and starred Dana Gonzalez as Jake Dimes, Tommy Gregg as Hickam, Kristen DiMercurio as Chris Greenslate, Bill Holweg as Brax, and Debbie Leal Ramirez as Lupe. Your announcer was Darren Rockhold. The Jake Dimes theme was composed by Pete Lutz and arranged by Dr. Ross Bernhardt. Harmonica performed by Pete Lutz. Tune in again next time when you'll hear Jake say... Ah, that's better. Dang sunlight left spots in front of my eyes. Whew. Sure I'm glad to see you, Hick. Ooh, hey, wait. What? Oh, you sure ain't Birch Hickam. No, I'm not. But don't you see the family resemblance? Family what? Hickam's got a daughter? <laughs> funny, Mr. Dawson, funny. Birch isn't quite that old. You'll have to come a mite closer if you want me to see the resemblance. Oh, sure. I can see it now. Your mustache is just like his. Oh, I can see that I'm going to have fun with you, Mr. Dawson. You keep cracking me up. This has been a 63 Audio production. And now, Mutual of Ohm. Providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC proudly presents Wrinkley's Believe It or Forget About It, bringing you strange but true tales and oddities from all over this wide world. And here is your host, Mr. Robert Wrinkley. Hello, I'm Robert Wrinkley. And lastly, here is the story of Johnny Warden of Halifax, Nova Scotia, who, as second mate of the cargo ship SS Montblanc, miraculously survived the explosion of that vessel on December 6th, 1917, and the subsequent destruction of the Richmond district of Halifax, and the deaths of more than 2,000 Haligonians, by the simple miracle of having been in the bed of a prostitute neighboring Fort Sackville at the time. He was known as Lucky Jack for the rest of his life. He died in 1947 in Queens, New York at the age of 62. Interestingly enough, in the bed of another prostitute. Believe it or forget about it. I'm Robert Wrinkley. Ta-ta for now. You've been listening to a special feature of Pulp Puri Theater. Wrinkley's Believe It or Forget About It. Brought to you by Mutual of Ohm. Providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC. This is Gramercy Noun speaking. We return you now to our regularly scheduled program. The Mutual Audio Network, listening and imagining together.